Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of Get Em On Side. Magic round is done. We are still recovering. It was a big <laughs> few days in Brisbane. Sean Ormerod and uh, Joel Kane in uh, Melbourne. There he is. Who you, you like to call Mexico. Hello, boys. Much better angle than a few weeks ago when you are dialing off your phone, I have to say, Shug. You're I looking, very, the, the, looking very good. Yeah. The jab of the hut filter has come off. So uh, we're, we're here in the uh, the AFL studio. Boy, gee, it, it is a luxurious studio here, let me tell you that. Well, you <laughs> sent me a shot of the behind the scenes. There's gold, pl- you know, it's all gold-plated uh, tapestry and uh, uh, ta- tapware and... Uh, tapestry. Well, tapestry. It's got tapestry as well. I don't know if it's gold-plated, but, I mean, it is... It is luxurious. Mm. It's like Denzel Washington's third house in American Gangster. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. a beautiful place there, and we're just here, you know, doing our best, Sean. Mm. Why weren't you two at Magic Ground, by the way? Oh, what, what? I'm, well, hey, Shug was Shug was wrapped that he didn't go because he had. A, I think he had a quiet weekend, but I had some all-time uh, serious FOMO from the weekend. I don't know why I didn't organise a little trip. Surely there was a junket to be had somewhere. Somewhere, I know, sports better, I the know. king of junkets. I'm filthy myself. I mean, I'm surprised Hammy and the other one weren't making bad jokes all weekend. And you know, every Instagram post, you know, every four seconds there was a new post. Well, they didn't even turn up. What's wrong with Who's you, people? Hammy's one of our, Hammy's one of us. He's a good big West Tigers man, Hammy. We don't mind Hammy. And the I don't know who Wally, yeah. Wally. They go to everything. <laughs> and um, what's the other one? Uh, there was a, there's like a third stringer that goes along with it. They do fine work sometimes, but uh, I'm just saying I'm surprised Sportsbet didn't embrace the weekend yeah, because everyone else did. Mm. I love everyone. Oh, let's have a magic grand here. Let's have a magic grand. Can we just enjoy what we've got? We'll do this once a year. Magic so, round in Brisbane. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It's football fans. It's the best stadium. It's in the city. The weather was beautiful, mm. as you could probably tell, low 20s, mid 20s. Oh, there's a lot of drunks there. A lot so talk us, of talk drunks. Us it. How many sober nights for Deegan Ain? Well, I've got to be careful here because it was a work weekend. Obviously. Uh, well, no, I'll tell you. Thursday night I got in and we had a triple M bonding session. <laughs> so I got in late. So I was late. You know, I didn't necessarily play catch up, but, you know, it was a late night. Friday night, I was quiet Friday night. My game finished at 10. Mm-hmm. So I was a good boy. Saturday night, I'd finished my last TV game, so I uh, went out to dinner. That was the 5.30 game we did, so we got out away from the crowds in the middle of Brisbane. It was great. That was a big one. And then Sunday <laughs> was a big one. So uh, one sober night, uh, Sean Ormerod and Joel Kane. Uh, but uh, but they weren't paralytic drinking nights as they have been in the past. They Always were just, responsibly. They were very, you know, chilled and... Uh, calm and uh, there was it was an excellent weekend, but gents, the high shots obviously were. Yeah. Let's get straight into it. Well, let's get straight into it. Uh, you boys, fire away, Joel. You've probably talked about this for days. So, uh, uh, Sean Ormerod, you no, go I'm first. Gonna let, I'm going to let Joel Kane tell off here because he's got some views and he's got some strong ones. So, take it away down there, Joel. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm all aboard the PVL train here, and I know right. people are so agitated and they've been minutely put out because of a couple of stoppages for some head bins and, and, and for uh, people being sin binned, etc. However, you know what, Dan? We left Magic Round and the best teams won the games, okay? So at the end of the day, what Peter Volandis is doing, I believe, is absolutely spot on. Yes, it absolutely needs tinkering, okay? We all agree with that. But I think Trent Robinson summed it up perfectly. He has always been there to offer sage counsel, and he said, just calm down, everyone. 
Uh, we're going to get there. We are heading in the right direction because this game, my young bloke played on the weekend. This is the very first time I've ever felt this in my life. He, he's probably about just short of 40 kilograms. He played this kid, Dan, who was, I reckon, 90 kilos, right? Yeah. And I just think that the game is in a really uh, – Difficult predicament where they've almost got to decide, okay, are we actually appealing to the young kids and trying to grow the sport that way? Or is it just a free-for-all? You sign your waivers like in the UFC. The UFC is clearly not a big sport for juniors, but viewership, it is very much big. So I personally, for a person who had many, many concussions to a point where one time my wife was heavily pregnant and I refused to believe that she was pregnant um it's a horrific thing to have concussion i don't want my kids having a concussion so if by implementing these rules which minutely put out a few people for one particular round of course we're going to get there the only thing i will forecast in, in in advance boys is that i believe we need to implement like they do with the jockeys so if you cop the suspension the melbourne cup's coming up you can defer the suspension because rest assured we're going to have a big name who, due to this particular rule, risks missing a grand final or a state of origin, etc. So I think I'm, I'm totally on board with it. Um, it does need tinkering, but I think we've got to be mindful of something like that. Mm. Okay. I'll have a go here. So Josh Papali'i <laughs> deserved to get sent off. Yep. Herman Esse deserved to get sent off. Yep. Tyrell Fuamariano deserved to get sent off. No, it's yep. th- those ones aren't any problem. In fact, it was refreshing that they were sent from the field. It wasn't sin bin. It wasn't, we'll put you on report. So I'm glad we've gone that way. But there were a few, the the, the contact was so minute and clearly accidental. Mm-hmm. Jason, uh, Jaden Sewer for one, Tyson Gamble in another game. Um, I think we're just going overboard on the sin bin front. That's, that, 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 that would be my counter to that is that we, we're sort of, we've gone to the other Extreme. The argument, why would you do it in Magic Round? I, I subscribe to that argument. Why would you do it? Why would you take the attention away? Um, in the end, I suppose that's irrelevant because you're going to ha- you're going to ruin the first round. You do it is the the one yeah. that's going to get all the attention. It just happened to be Magic Round. The crowds uh, weren't affected. They're forty thousand plus each day. The television ratings from what I saw seemed to be. I didn't see nines, but I saw foxes. They seemed to be. The same, you know. I, I don't think they are affected. So, from that perspective, um, I understand. But we have to keep going now. Yeah, you can't have this in no. four weeks, Sean. We can't say we can't have like Todd Greenberg having a penalty crackdown a few years ago, and then after about a month, the criticism was too much. Yeah, because we're going to keep getting contentious ones, not the Papalees and the SSS. Josh McGuire is a grub. I'm sorry, he is a grub of a player, and uh, uh, he does. You know, five weeks. Um, I don't think there are too many tears there. Uh, but uh, it's going to test the resolve of PVL. I, I admire the fact he came out, did interviews on Monday, sticking to his gun. So he's he, he, he seems to be comfortable wearing the criticism because yeah, yeah. I think there's more coming his way. You have to admire him from that front. The thing that annoyed me about it all, now I, I completely agree, we need to do something about this and something had to happen quickly. And we have seen, a, maybe it was an overreaction. Well, certainly it was an overreaction. So I think... We might say a little correction this week. There's certainly going to be sim bins. There won't be none like, you know, what we've seen that probably the last 10 years. That's the thing. It went too far yeah. where we, we were never seeing. There was years where we, we might have had one send-off a, a year. So it went too far the other way. It was very hard to get sim binned um, the last few years. So, of course, it's going to feel like a big change. Um, 
certainly up front. But the, the thing that annoyed me was the bunkers interference going back three, four. Oh, that's right. Absurd. Absurd. That's where you're going to annoy people. And there was a couple, and everyone's spoken about it already, so I'm like a, a bit of a broken record. The Chad Townsend one was probably not even a penalty, let alone to pull up play, go back three tackles, yeah. whatever, to, to then look at it. Uh, that's where you're really going to piss people off. So I think they'll probably, that'll get scrapped. I, I, I don't think we'll, we'll be seeing that again. Well, there was one Manly Brisbane. This is the first one where the incident happened 10 metres from their own mm. line. They only got to That's halfway. Right. It's not as if it was an attacking set where you want to play an advantage. So they just, they just hit it up, as you would expect, six mm. five plays, kick, and then we went back to the penalty. That that's what I'm, I'm okay with the with the interference to go. All right, that tackle back there is now on report. But to mm. pull up the play and then go back yeah. to then award the penalty, that's that's too much. So I think we need to get rid of that. That was the one sticking point for me. But as you said, they, they've got to now they've made their bed. They've got to uh, they've got to go on with it. I thought Trent Robinson came up with a great idea. Unfortunately, he can't be implemented, Joel. He said uh, on Monday night on um, on NRL 360, he said, right, well, it should be pretty obvious. Grade one is a sin. If it's a grade one offence, you sin bin. Um, oh, sorry, if it's a grade one, you just penalise, move on. Uh, grade one is uh, – <laughs> I've got to get Go this on. right here. <laughs> Penalty, yes. Grade two yeah. is sin bin. Grade three or worse, send them off, which in theory sounds great. But the problem is, and what Trent's doing, is we're asking the bunker yep. to be match review committee. Exactly. Now, I've said in the past, when it's an obvious one like Dylan Brown, you know he's going to be suspended. You know. Then why not send him off? Um, because you know he's gone for the next four or five weeks. <clears throat> But this goes to another level where, hang on, you've got to now differentiate between one, two, and three. Dangerous territory. And that's why we keep... That, that is my fear, gentlemen, is that we're going to keep getting inconsistencies. That a 10-minute sin bin eh, probably shouldn't have got a... T- the send-off, they're indisputable. But um, I, I just worry about where we're going. The crackdown, fine. I, do th- I don't think it's about player welfare. I think it's about the NRL protecting itself from financial litigation. But that's fine. Whatever gets you to that right result at the end, uh, however way you get there, that's fine. Um, it's going to be fascinating the next few weeks because, Joel, you're the former player amongst us. How long will it take players to adapt their tackling technique? And what I have in mind here, oh, I'm starting to subscribe to the argument that James Tedesco is slipping into tackles. Oh, don't. What? All right, cue the cue the Bambi here. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just come in right arm over medium pace, no, but if, now if, off the off of running yeah. in from the side screen, Sean Ormer. Anyone truly believes that he is deliberately um, dropping his knees and sliding into a tackle? No, he's not doing get... that. So what are you what are you saying? I'm saying we've got to take. You've got to have empathy for a player when a player does. He's slipping into tackles. I'm not saying he's deliberately right. slipping yeah. in. Well, my, no, no one, no one wants to get themselves knocked out. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, idiots, is imbecile. I, and my Twitter feed was full of it over the weekend. Teddy's slipping. He's doing it deliberately to get. Please, if you think he's deliberately taking it off nah. to get whacked in the head nah. and get knocked out, nah. you're a, you, you need your head checked. The only t- times players are deliberate is post the incident when they when they reach for the back of their neck yeah. or or they roll around. That's deliberate. No, but no, no, no one in their right mind, you know, puts themselves in harm's way for the sake of it. But what I'm saying, Sean, is this is where we've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. The James Tedesco slipping into tackles, and we're going to send blokes to the sin bin. 
penalty for high contact, but let's just be a bit careful. That's my point. Okay. That's my point. Stolen Bambi there. Hey? A little stolen Bambi from you. You're very angry. I'm not stealing it. You're (laughs) saying people... Your Bambi was for people... Uh, saying that he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose. Idiots. But my question to Joel before it was railroaded by Ormerod, <laughs> Um <laughs> how long will it take for players to change their tackling technique? Well, oh look, it's they're going to learn. They're going to learn. There's no doubt about that. I, I tell you, just on the James Tedesco thing as well. Now I got many, many concussions for the same reason because I I actually ran quite low, and naturally you're going to cop them to the head. So. There is part of that as well. Dan, what do you think about this, right? So mm-hmm. why can't we just why can't we just take it out of the referee's hands, blow the penalty if you think it's a high shot, right? And then march it on. And then the bunker says, calls down to the thing and says to the trainer, get player seven off. He's in the bin for ten. Why do we have to stop all the game? Why can't we just march on, give the penalty? They can review it properly and say, no, oh, no action required. No? No. Mm. <laughs> too messy. Too you're messy always, enough. You always go too one Lionel? step too far. Yeah, way too, Lionel. Um, uh, am I pushing the pass? <laughs> you're pushing the pass a little bit. <laughs> the idea's coming okay, in. Can, we get, the, can we get the gun ready? Oh, oh, all right, here we go. All right. <laughs> okay. But I don't get a stinger? Okay. Oh, look at the radio <laughs> terms. Stinger, sweeper. <laughs> Here we Bumper. go. go uh, on. Now, now, listen. Every single year that I've followed rugby league, people who glass half empty, they come out and say, "Oh, the game's dying. This is the death of the game. This is the end of the game." What a load of crap! What a load of crap it's been. Every year I've heard this being trundled out that this is the death of the game. There's number one. Number two is the game has gone soft. The game has never been tougher. They are bigger. They are stronger. They are fitter. They are quicker than ever before. And it remains on the same dimension size fields. It is absolutely brutal. And the fact that you can't cop them in the head anymore, which you still get copped in the head, by the way, does not make the game softer. To the old players who say, back in my day, the game was tougher. No way in the frigging world was it tougher. Many people were strolling out of pubs playing first grade. It is far tougher now. Toughness is not about getting hit in the head. Toughness is pushing you, asking your body to go to limits that it hasn't been to before. When I played the game, Dan, I wouldn't have played first grade today. There is The game has moved on. The influence of the Polynesian player, who are in many cases far superior, bigger, stronger athletes, mm-hmm. the, the people back in the day, like me, we hardly had to play against these players. The game is far tougher, stronger than ever before. Back in the day, you're marking me. Back in the day, you're marking Jason Ouchen. You're marking Steve Turner, these sorts of players. Now you're marking Mike Sivo, Suliasi Vunavalu, Ravalawa. The list goes on. The game is far tougher today. So for those who say back in our day, the game was tougher, it was nowhere freaking near tougher than what it is today, Dan. Do you agree, yes or no? You are, I agree, wow. but boy, you are just easing into old age, cranky old age, yeah, very, very it? seamless. So you're too young to be, you know, back in my day. Too young, Joel. But no, you're right. Well, the game's moved so fast. It's 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 not tougher. It's far tougher now than what even I played. Far tougher. Mm. Uh, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, in terms of the game dying... Uh, I, I love my favourite tweets are the RIP Rugby League. Oh, How many of that? Oh, I, yeah. I copped a few of those on. Uh, just outrage merchants have Friday to be night. angry. They're, they're, they're always going to be some sort of outrage. We just have to learn to, to deal with it, I think. Hmm. Mine are a little different. 
Uh, oh, he's gone to the notes here. Sure, he's got the phone out. This By the way, if someone in the back, Cam or Suze or Alex, if, you, if you've got one of those face masks, I need a prop. Can you bring it in, please? If, if there's one there, I, I didn't bring one with me. I'm sorry. I'll get to that Bambi shortly. Tora Bright. Tora Bright. Uh, champion. Did she win a gold medal for Australia? I, I think, think she, she may have at the Winter think Olympics. She Thank you, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> I just need one. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But Tora Bright decides to, to put a, a photo of herself. Very fit athlete. <laughs> Joel is going to... Uh, okay, we'll get to Tora. Joel, you are one of the 75% of Australians... I, I had a good. Mm. I, I was at the airport four times this week, and everyone's wearing masks. So I had a good cross section of people. I I believe to make mm. this assessment, seventy five percent of Australians don't know that the bluey part of the mask is the inside. It's the white it? part that's the outside, and it's incredible. No. Blue out. No, on this one, sorry, sorry. On this oh, one, oh, oh, on this one, trail. on this one, it's wide inside. That's turning the bin down. No, no, no. Oh, see that H- one there? H-I-A. It is where, it is where, you see where it's stitched in. That's the inside. Now this one does okay, have well, on the outside. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Oh, but it depends no. on where it's stitched. But this is this is an outlier. I've been set up here. <laughs> I've been set up yeah. because every mask I've seen, every mask I've had. The the stitching has stitching is a is a strong word, but um, the the straps are attached to the blue part. Surely, which is the inside. surely you can just pull up that mohair is turtleneck that, that you're wearing above the well, I knew above the nose. Get your just attention. to, I knew just to get your cover attention. up. Uh, but anyway, so Dan, is yes. that is that your pure your your argument is purely based on where the stitching of the this thing is? Now, someone told me once I was doing it wrong as well, right? I was doing it wrong as well, <laughs> and. Uh, it's and I was told the blue. Oh, I'll tell you, where, it was at hospital. Now I think they know where they what they're doing over there. And I was told the blue part is the inside part. So I'm just telling you, 75. percent It looks of better anyway this way, doesn't it? With the white, I think it does too. You look like a doctor. You look, yeah. you know, like Quincy. <laughs> yeah. uh, back to Tora Bright. So she puts up a photo of herself on Instagram of of her uh, doing a headstand. She's nude and her baby is breastfeeding. Right, and this naturally now, if you put this on social media, you're, you're a you're asking it's it's a hey look at me moment straight away. It's this comment, Sean, that she attached to. I'm not, I've got no problem with Tora, a, a very athletic person, doing that photo. Mm. Um, she's not an unattractive lady, and clearly she's still got her athleticism about her. Right, so fine, she wants to put that up there, but it's this. It's deeply spiritual. What is deeply spiritual about standing on your head? It's primal. It is pure. What is pure? I mean, breastfeeding, beautiful. But standing on your head, breastfeeding, there's nothing pure about it. That is, look at me, I'm Tora Bright. Picture itself, great. Caption is what I'm bambing. And I think that's it. We're going to shut down Bambi. But let's just quickly get onto the cricketers. Let's just get onto the cricketers. Um, Still with us, Sean? Where, Joel Kane, what have the callers been saying about the cricketers? Please tell me you've been doing this as a topic uh, over the last couple of days on your talk show. 
Well, they're off the bid, aren't they? They're saying, why do they get the preferential treatment, blah, 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 blah. But, um, oh, Slatsy's made it home safe and sound, hasn't he? No, 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 I'm not talking about that. No, 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 no. Cam Bancroft comes out. Sandpaper gate. Sandpaper oh. gate. Mm. Now, I, I don't think there is a single person oh. in Australia that believes the bowlers didn't yep. know. <laughs> See if the bowlers didn't know. Of course, the bowlers didn't know. And now they came out, so they, they, they put out a statement, or, or they spoke to the paper, Nathan Lyon and Cam, uh, Cam Bancroft and, and Josh Hazelwood and Pat Cummins and who's the other one I'm forgetting? Mitchell Stark, it might have been. Yep. And uh, said, um, the comments from former players, Michael Slater, uh, uh, Michael Clark, and, for, and journalists are ill-informed and uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, they didn't address Cam Bancroft. <laughs> Bancroft's comments were the ones that did all this. Michael Clark didn't invent this topic uh, this week out of nowhere. It came because of Cam Bancroft's interview. Cam Bancroft is the one that threw the bowlers under the bus. But my point is this, gentlemen. If they came out after South Africa and said, you know what, we all got caught, I think they, I think this whole thing would be dead right now. How long ago was it? It was three, three years. years ago. No one believes the bowlers anyway. But it was such, it's a, such a cricket thing. It's every man for himself. Dave Warner at some point, Robert Craddock made this point last night on Backpage. Dave Warner can throw them all under the bus anytime he wants, and I think he'll do it one day because he's been. You know, I think there's enough vindictiveness in him mm. that he will do this. So this is not the last time we're going to do this subject. It's funny no. you mention that uh, every man from himself cricket. That's always been one of my little bugbears. It's it's this glorified team sport. It's the most selfish, hundred percent individual team sport known to man. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Anyway. Get we, we really think that three three batsmen have exactly. uh, been exactly. involved in this t- to benefit bowlers. I mean, seriously, as yeah. if they weren't across it yeah. and as if they aren't noticing. That, I mean, please, please. And also, they could have said, because it was a very fiery series, if you remember, it's three years ago, they could have said, you know what, we've never done this before, but uh, look, we lost our minds. Uh, it was a very heated series and uh, we'll never do it again. They would have copped their whack. And that would have been the end of it. But anyway, uh, let's get to some punting. That's why you're here. So let's do it after either Fabian Frothies or the other one. Fabian Frothies. Final routine in the Rhythmic Spillnastics. Hope you're thirsty, Australia. Change from four drinks. Don't say that often. Taking credit for his round now. Lovely point pirouette. Especially on this sticky floor. Into his trademark schooner shuffle. Extra hops. Now serve it up, son. Yes! All thriller, no spiller. Another make-it-look-easy moment from Sportsbet. All right, let's get to round 11. And um, well done, everyone, if you got the over bet uh, for Magic Round. Sean, one of the easiest bets of the year. You knew after the first night this thing was home. Mm. Uh, It only took a couple of games to blow it out, which uh, there were more than two. But uh, of course, I hope you all collected. I didn't collect a cent. I didn't put. I didn't put anything on this. I got fooled by a weather forecast, which said it was going to rain on the third. Well, it may have mm. rained on the th- Thursday day, but it didn't rain as you saw all weekend. So and a, a semi th- semi bad beat though, because while the the grand salami, the the total points for the whole round sailed over. Yes, the super multi eight from eight overs, one leg fails. You saying seven out of eight games were over? Sailed over. Wow. Mm. Wow, we. So, well, Canberra, Canberra, Canterbury. 
Yeah, surprise, surprise. What, what were the odds that Canterbury were going to be the team that would let you down in but, an over bet? With an eight-point first half as well, and then 30 in the second. It all it was it was still alive, the over, yeah. when um, Papali'i got uh, sent off. I, I had a... Yeah, we were alive for a, for a little bit there, but seven out of eight. It's one of those uh, so close but so far. How did stories. the punters do on the weekend in general? Killed you? Killed? Good. Killed us. A lot of story of the of the year. Favorites winning, covering yes. over total points. Lots of yes. tries. Same game multi bonanzas. Yes. Yeah. Punters are uh, punters are having a good old. Year. All right. How was your weekend? How, did any of our best bets get up? I don't believe they did. We had a, another stinker at the oh, line. Dragging my tail. On we're we're just we're, we're putting too much faith into bad teams with start. It happened oh, that's again. A, that's another bad beat. South thirteen plus was my. Um, oh yeah. Bet of the week. It's home. It's home, and then oh, they dropped get... the drop the ball from the from the restart scrum play, and it killed the line as well. The, the late line it jumped eleven and a half. That game. I gave you. I didn't even know it was you, but I gave out all people like you a shout out when someone scored oh, late, you? and I said, <laughs> "Important to some mm. takes the margin to 12. You poor buggers. Yeah, yeah. you mm. poor buggers. Anyway, all right, we go again. Let's get to some games. Um, we're running a bit late here, everyone, so this is going to be nice and quick. Cowboys versus Knights. Not a Thursday night blockbuster, but it should be a competitive game. $1.52, $2.55. Um, this is in Townsville where the Cowboys have won their last three. Uh, not against the greatest competition, but they're starting to win games at home, which is good. The line is five and a half. Um, 38% of all Cowboys tries are off kicks. Uh, yeah. Knights, they're in a bit of pain here. Again, no Ponga, uh, and again, no Pierce. Uh, and they've lost 14 of their last 15 in Queensland. Adam O'Brien had to come out this week and say, sorry, that bake I gave wasn't directed at my assistant coaches, so he had to apologise to them. He can he can put his foot in it a bit, Adam O'Brien. He's a bit clumsy when it comes mm. to the media and and, and um, outbursts. Uh, Joel Cohn, I'm going to let you go first here. This is a tricky one to start the weekend. Uh, we are tight on time, Dan, so I'm going to help you out here. I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, as Sean mentioned, that every game, and we're in a tipping comp at the line, and, and this guy is just every week taking the minus and just absolutely flogging the field. So that's been the big trend. However, I think this week is the week where things calibrate. So I'm actually going to take, aside from one game, which I'll get to a bit later, I'm going to take every single game mm. Uh, at the plus, except one. But I'll reveal that a little bit later on. If the Knights get rolled here, the spotlight is heavily, heavily on Adam O'Brien. Mm. Okay. So hang on, explain. Hang on, you're at the plus. So you're taking all the teams with star. Except one game, which I'll explain a little bit later So on. I'm going to assume this is a game you are taking with star. You're taking Newcastle. Yes. Okay, Sean Ormerod. Cowboys, for me, uh, surprising good record at home against pretty average teams and... and for me, Newcastle are average team without uh, Kalen Ponga and Mitchell Pearce. I said it last week, completely yep. um, bereft, good word, of, of any attack. I think Cowboys have got too many points in them um, to cover less than a converted try. I agree. Start. I yep. agree too. The, 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 the Ponga-Pearce factor, I don't see Newcastle scoring many and the Cowboys, uh, I can see this being a 10-12. to 12. We go to Warriors and Tigers. This is in Gosford. Uh, Tigers, this was the stat I picked up on, as we see there, same odds as the Thursday game, 152 Warriors, 255 Tigers, and the line again is five and a half. Um, Tigers, the last five times they've won, they have lost the week after. They are, We know they're a terribly inconsistent team. Um, 
I'm going to guess Joel, who continues to be on the West Tigers bandwagon, and well done last <laughs> week. But you're going to get you're going to. This is one of your plus teams. Yes, and they are a bet at the $2.60. You take on the Warriors. We know the Warriors are horrific favourites. So I do like the Tigers without any confidence, but I think the $2.60. And as Sean likes to do in this scenario, maybe the value is Tigers 13 plus at the price. Just to, you know, they won well last week. Uh, the Warriors were all beaten. So maybe that's at the price. Uh, Dewey worked in the centres. Um, haven't gone back to back, as you pretty much said there, Dan, for about 12 months. So this mm. is a big, big challenge for the Tigers. Uh, I can't believe how short the Warriors are here. To be to yeah. be honest, they, they they look very fragile um, up front. Still missing a lot of a lot of starts from their pack. The, the worry is the inconsistent inconsistency with uh, West Tigers, as you said, they haven't won two games in a row for a, a hell of a long time. But yeah, both of these teams are bad favourites, um, so it probably wouldn't have mattered um, who was underdog. That's who I'm just going to go with. Uh, West Tigers, I think head to head is a cracking bet, but also I'll be on them at the start as well. <sighs> I'm not touching this game in terms of my personal interest because I, I these are two teams that just let you down. I'm going to take the Warriors here, minus five and a half. I, I just don't trust the Tigers to do it two weeks in a row. Um, and, and, and I think they played some pretty weak opposition last week. It was a good win. It was a very good win. Um, and only two halftime leads all year for the Tigers. They're generally slow starters. So I just think the Warriors, if they can just get their noses in front, can can get the job done. Right, Friday night football. Great rivalry for a Friday night. Not sure it's a great, con- uh, uh, you know, attractive game in that. Cronulla and the Dragons. We're not quite at New South Wales Cup levels of teams here, but my goodness, there's some players missing here. Yeah. Out for Cronulla, Hamlin ULA, Ramian, Mulatalo, Katoa, Talakai, and Johnson. Well, he's Jersey 18. Dragons, Dufty, Sims, Fui Mayono, Lomax, Ravalawa, Maguire. Cam McInnes hasn't been there all year. Uh, Sean, this is a toughie here. Um, similar odds to the first two games. Sharks minus six. Mm. It's a lot of start for a team which is on a six-game losing streak. This was two and a half on Monday, I think. So punters are just getting around the Sharkies. I'm a little bit wary when, when the money is on like this early doors. Yeah. tend to get a bit concerned. And I know that Dragons team, it's, all, it's a bit of a patchwork quilt with all those changes, but... I think the way it's going, it's probably going to get to six and a half. Um, I think I'd, I think I'd just have to be on the Dragons. I think there's enough there to for Hook to make this a bit of a, a bit of a shit fight of a game. Even though we've seen last week very, very high scoring. This total's forty four and a half. Yeah, which is the lowest total of the round. Um, which is something I've probably never seen before. For it to be that high, to be the lowest, yeah. is says a lot about um, the recent uh, changes to the rules and the interpretations. Yeah, I, I don't like the game because there's far too many outs to, to try and stick a rating together to work this one out. But I'll, I'll lean the way of the uh, Dragons, who are the away team. Okay, Cogra. yeah, Cogra. Uh, Joel, do you know who Jaden Hunt is, by the way? The Dragons number 15. And then give us your tip. Uh, young front rower, I believe, Dan. Um, I'm I'm really keen on the Dragons. Similar mm. reasons to the Tigers here. The, the Dragons come into this game in sixth position, right? So they've got a lot to play for. Players have got an opportunity. The Sharks are cast. They're absolutely cast. And for the life of me, for the absolute life of me, where the Newcastle Knights have signed Jake Clifford, 
Mitchell Pierce is out for this extended period. This is the time, if you're ever going to use Jake Clifford, it is now. So why in the hell is Jake Clifford not already at Newcastle and Chad Townsend already at the Townsend? We t- went through this like, last do- week. He's playing number seven for it. the Cowboys. It's not as if he's sitting there playing Queensland Cup. They're using Jake Clifford. Why are the Cowboys, who are in the I mix for the that. eight, going to give him up? Because they obviously see Chad as a better signing than him. But the other thing is, too, if you're the Sharks, like what Moylan's not in their long-term plans. Chad's not in their long-term plans. The season is a write-off. Why are we not seeing Connor Tracy, the bloke who's named after a detective, play 5-8, <laughs> And either trying Braden Trindle there at halfback or a very smart judge I know reckons that uh, Blake Braley would make a good halfback, good kicking game, sound marching the team around. I don't understand why they're burning this time and burning money on Chad by just staying with the same two there. It, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Because Josh Hannay, this, this is his last crack at coaching unless he can t- – he needs wins, all right? Uh, Mr. Yeah. Caretaker, um, what, why is – why is he going to sacrifice his already poor win-loss record for the greater good? He's got to try and build up capital so he can at least get an assistant coach's job somewhere. So, I, I'm, And it's not his job to worry about the future of the Sharks. He's already been told he's not part of it anyway, Hannay. Yeah, well, why don't the board say, mate, this is where we're going? Uh, why don't they consult Craig Fitzgibbon and say, well, I mean, I know it's a bit tricky him being in another club. But anyway, that's my two, Bob. Sharks fans, if you're listening, uh, what do you think? You let us know. Yeah, what's your phone number at SEN? one three hundred SEN. Okay, uh, I'm going to take the Dragons as well. Uh, I actually was impressed with the way they played Melbourne last week, the way they moved the ball around, and they hung in there. That, that should have been 60. 13 on 11, 13 on mm. 12. That should have been 60 to nil. Um, but they, they hung in there. Saturday afternoon, and a game designed for Saturday afternoons, Gold Coast and Canterbury. Uh, this is at Seabus. Uh, um, and, geez, Titans, I know the dogs are stink, but that, that's too short, the Gold Coast. $1.18, Bulldogs $5, and the line is 13 and a half. Titan Sean in the last five have considered 39 a game. Mm. So this could be the antidote to play the worst attacking team. Um, for the Dogs, have won their last two at Seabus. Their highest score remains 18. All year, highest score is 18, um, and they've had just one half-time lead all season. Nearly 14 the start. Aaron Shoop will make his first grade debut for the Dogs. Yeah, Shoopy. Um, good luck to him. Bulldogs couldn't beat 12 men. Last week, so I don't know how they're going to go um, that, here. Sean, that was one of their worst losses, I thought, of the year. Oh, to have Canberra easily. on. What about some of the they're plays the when they had 13 on 11 and then to put up a high kick into the end goal on the full? <clears throat> that was horrific. Yeah, it's just it, it, week after week, I'm banging my head against the wall watching the, the Bulldogs. Uh, could only be on the Titans here during the day. Way too many points. We know the Bulldogs can't score. Um, too loose around the middle of the field, I think AJ's could potentially have a field day mm. here. Maybe a hat-trick for AJ Brimson if you're, if you're looking for some uh, some uh, big try-score prizes. Titans for me. Joel? Uh, Bulldogs for me at the line, boys, and I love the minus 46.5. This has got an unders game written all over it, hasn't it? But daytime Titans, I'm going to take them minus 13.5 because I, you just know Canterbury aren't going to score many. And I've got... A Brimson Kelly anytime try scorer at $4.20. So I'm kind of with you. Here's my problem. Every time I pick a centre up against the Canterbury centre, 
it turns out Hopawati ends up defending on that. They move Hopawati around to the bloody centre that I need to score tries. Mm. So I'm hoping that Brian <laughs> Kelly is on the Aaron Shroop side. I, I, first game, I'm not saying Aaron can't tackle. I don't know, but I, I, I'd rather him than Hopawati. Um, Roosters Brisbane, SCG. My God, the Broncos. They eh? add uh, $6.50, $1.12. is the line. Albert Kelly plucked from Hull FC. Hasn't played NRL since mm. 2014. I don't know why why Carmichael Hunt wasn't used, if you're going to go down this path. But anyway, Albert Kelly gets a shot with Tyson Gamble. That was a, I thought that was the low point of their year on um, Friday at home. They were pedestrian and pathetic. <laughs> and uh, against top eight... You didn't think they were pathetic? No, I... I Completely concur. Against top eight teams, Joel, this year, Brisbane are 0-6. That's not a surprise. But the average <coughs> margin is 27. So how are they going to do against the Roosters at the cricket ground? $1.12. Uh, they're going to get carved up, Dan. And this Albert Kelly experiment, I don't think, ends well. And I think we see another halves pairing. Uh, now, my mail was that Tyson Gamble, who I'm a fan of, he's ranked about the fourth best halfback in the Queensland Cup. There's about three in front of him. So, uh, look, this is where they're going to score points. The right edge for the Broncos, middle right edge is, is abysmal. We're all on this. Good luck stopping Crichton. Good luck stopping Josh Morris. Roost is easy. Okay. Well, I'm not sure the other side of the field's much better because I think that's where um, Albie's going to be defending. Uh, on that side, and we know like it doesn't matter which way the Roosters run, they can score. Their right's very, very hot, um, and they've got so Albert Kelly and Keenan Palacia as well. So that's another new combination that they've got to get used to. A dollar twelve for the Roosters here. Take that to the bank. Get that in every <laughs> multi that you want as an anchor, just to get a better price for yourself. That is, that's just insane. There's no way the Broncos can win this game. Uh, Roosters, but look for the alternates by at least thirty here. I would rest Sam Walker for this game. Yeah, he's going to need a rest at some point. Now, it's not going to happen because I'm looking here at the rest of the list and there's no... Well, Adam Kieran, I suppose you could play at seven. Well, this, at, might, well, this might be the one where Swaley gets rolled out. I, I said a few weeks ago they might be waiting uh, for an absolute... Yeah, tap in. Wait for a tap-in just to, to roll them out. It ticks all the boxes. SCG, um, mm. I mean, they're going to win by a million. So, what, what, I mean, why wouldn't you just dust him off here? And you give... Walker arrest at the same time. Roosters maybe. minus nineteen and a half at half time is four dollars fifty. I'll just put that out there <laughs> because I think they can blow the Broncos away early. And Joel, you and I are on the same page here because I've got a, a I, I don't know this might be my best bet actually. Teddy Morris Crichton eight dollars fifty. All three scoring a try at some point. So that 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 side of the field Boom. could absolutely carve Brisbane up. Uh, what a shame Saturday night. Well, it's still a good game, Canberra-Melbourne. This could have been one of the games of the season a few weeks ago, but uh, $6.50 at home, the Raiders. Um, Melbourne $1.12. Canberra have won three of their last four against the Storm, but they've got Sam Williams at six this time. So no Jack White, no Josh Hodgson, no Josh Papali'i, no Charles Nicole Cluckster, no Joey Tarpany, no Jordan Rapin, and no Jared Croker. So that start is now a whopping 16 and a half. But, Sean, I point out to you, Chris Lewis is playing number six from <laughs> Melbourne. He's a fine player, but he's not uh, Cameron Munster. No. There's no Ryan Pappenhausen again who's going to be out. I'll tell you what, ever since I celebrated he was going to win the point scorer list, he hasn't been on the bloody field. Oh, dear. No Harry Grant. 
I think 16 and a half might be too fat here. What do you reckon? So do I. It's a, and like the like the Dragons, it, it's very hard to work out and, and settle on a real confident position here, given that they're basically two brand new teams with all with all the outs. But I agree. When you take out, I mean, if Pappenhausen, and Munster and Grant are playing, what what does that make the line in this game? It, you know, it's very very hard to get it. It could be 30. 30. It could be 30 if they're yeah, all not in which, Canberra. I, I don't think it is. Particularly in Canberra, it's going to be, what, three degrees there on Saturday night. Oh, Everyone this, knows it's I'm a... Doing that is it really going to be that cold? Well, oh, you're just guessing. Well, it has to be, doesn't it? What else okay. is it going to be? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, everyone knows it's a. It's not a great trip in the middle of, or almost the middle of winter. Oh, I agree. 16 and a half looks big. And one thing about Ricky, he'll probably have them in that bit of sort of ambush type mentality. The world, it's a world against us. That $6.50 might just get me interested as well. I'd, I'd, I would be shocked if they did win, but it's big enough to, to find out. You're wrong, Sean. It's going to be one degree on Saturday <laughs> night. Oh, joker. And that, and that box. Now, I don't want to sound like a comment, you know. Uh, b- diva. The don't want to sound no, like a diva. But the boxes there at Canberra, they, they don't protect the weather they're not very good so anyway we'll just be calling in a big coat and some gloves joel uh, i think the they've been staying up on the sunny coast the melbourne storm i, I hate teams doubling up on the road so they go mm. to magic round they go to canberra one degree so i'm with you boys i'm on the plus so by the way i should have mentioned the roosters are the only team i'm taking at the minus boys so ah, that's the yes. team i'll take at the minus curtis scott's yeah. got this horrific problem where he does not trust the player inside him he collapses i'll be surprised if either kenny bromwich or justin olam don't score in this game maybe both do Okay, all right. So there you go. There might be some nice value there. Now, the greatest Sunday I can remember. Well, that might be a bit of a stretch, but it's a fantastic right bloody there. Sunday. Apex Oval at Dubbo. <clears throat> I think the last time we played, there was a city-country game about eight years ago. First NRL game, South Sydney home game, $3.50. $3.50. thirty-one. The mighty Panthers looking to become just the fifth team in history. To start a season 11 and 0. The last to do it, Manly, in 1995. Um, just two of their wins, Joel, are less than 10, Penrith. They're yep. giving up 10 and a yeah, half start here. If they do get rolled, it is only one man in the match, and that's Latrell Mitchell. Correct. He comes back and he absolutely flies into this. I'm tipping Penrith to win, but I'll take the start. And my man, Matt Burton. So I think the same game multi here is South Sydney at the line. Matty Burton, who's playing in front of a home crowd there at Dubbo. Likewise, Isaiah Yo. Mm-hmm. So you just have to back those two men. I was there at that ground, boys, 30 years ago for the Lotto Challenge Cup 1991 quarterfinals where the Bulldogs sneak home 11-10 over the, over the Canberra Raiders. And... And the Panthers, who they pumped 20 points to nil over the Roosters. It was a double header, a country boy. It was a great place to be. Me? You can to go, Sean. <laughs> I was just going to say more old man material. For, that's you a took a memory. real deep breath, and I thought, well, there's something coming here. There's something boiling under the surface. No, no, no. no. It was a lovely memory. Um, this, I hope this lives up to my expectation. It should be a cracking game. I've got a funny feeling that South may have had one eye on this game yes, late in that second too. half last week, and that's why the 13-plus got chin, much to my dismay. Well done to Dubbo for getting this game. Good, yeah. on, good on them. Um, little subplot as well. We might be seeing the, the race for the number nine, number six jersey for New South Wales in this game. Um, Latrell back is huge. I think the the two pm is it two pm kicker or two thirty? I think that two, suits. Two. I think that suits South. Yeah, me uh, too. It's going to be a nice dry day out there. Um, we know how potent their attack can be. Obviously, 
Penrith is as well. South ten and a half, I think, is too big, and I'll also back them head to head. Well, okay, very nice. I got a feeling this is the one Penrith drop. I really do. They're not, they're going to lose two or three all year max. The, I think I think South might win this. Um, ten and a half, I will take that. But here's the battle: twenty one tries for South on their left side. We know how potent it is. Penrith are considered four on that side on their right side all year. That's going to be a fascinating battle. So um, I will take South Sydney, as we all will. Parramatta versus Manly. This Bank West full. It surely is going to be a full house. This is mouth watering. Dollar forty five Parramatta. Two dollar seventy five Manly. Para has won their last five by an average of twenty three, so they're crushing teams. Again, Jacob Arthur, he did a nice job um, against the Warriors. Seven and a half is the line. I got a feeling, Sean, you can go first here. I got a feeling that line's not big enough. Um, yeah. I think this will be a competitive game for a lot of it, but I can mm. just see Parramatta pushing out towards the end. <clears throat> I'm still not convinced about them. Parramatta. And I know they've how many games in a row they've won. Well, they're nine and one, five yeah. in a row. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against their trend. They're putting on a lot of points, but I think with Turbo back, he's got Manly humming fours out. I don't care about that. Um, should be plenty of points in this game, and I think if if Manly are to get close, it's probably gonna have to be a high scoring shootout, mm. uh, which they've they've got that in them. Um, I just lean towards Manly, but it's a very tricky game. It should be a cracker. Okay, Joel Kane. I reckon you can count on your hand how many same-game multis don't feature either Saab, Sevo, or Turbo. It'll be raining with those three players in the same-game multis. What about Turbo? The five games without him, Manly, an average points differential of minus 29. Yes. The five games with him, an average points differential of 20, plus 20. So I'm going to take Manly, boys. I'll take the start. He's 49 with 39 <laughs> points. I added he was – they're scoring 36 a game with Turbo in the mm, team. But yeah. uh, great game at, uh, at Bank West. All right. We're going to do some best bets right after this. Another Thursday. Same focus, same commitment. What you see on TV comes from elite average work down the driveway. Morning, Edna. So when I want to place a fast and easy same-game multi, I use Sportsbet. More markets, more offers and bigger odds. I'm Gary Flynn, wheelie bin champion. And I make it look easy with sports bet. All right. Thank you, Gary. Let's go to some best bets. Down to Melbourne. Joel Kane, you go first. Radio. You just saw Gary Flynn there. This is what's going to happen at Dubbo. Gary Flynn's like Kickow. All the attention. You're watching Kickow. You're watching Gary Flynn. People are forgetting about Edna, the neighbour out wide, Matty Burton. Oh. Matty Burton's going to score, boys. <laughs> if Matt Burton doesn't score, Joel, we are having another one of these judiciary Edna. meetings. Yeah, intervention. An intervention. You can't yes. keep doing it every single week. He's let you down the last at yes, least two. No, nah, yeah, but he's still highly profitable for us. Okay. Olam, Burton, Tigers, boom. Okay, nice yeah. one. Nice price. Sean Ormerod. Uh My best bet is in the Roosters-Broncos game. Now, it doesn't matter. You said Crichton, Shogun. I couldn't talk anyone out of that. I'm going to go to the other side of the field. Tupanua plays huge minutes. Uh, that Broncos left edge defense yes, last week I was like in it. absolute bits and pieces. They're going to see a lot of traffic. Albert Kelly, this is a big welcome back to the NRL for him with this uh, big unit running at him. Uh, I, I don't see a situation where he doesn't score a try. But get just get any Roosters player in your same game multi. All right. And which one have I submitted here? Let's have a look here. Ah, yes. So, no, no, no. Okay. 
It's Tupo any time, Tedesco any time. I may have put that. Oh, no, it is Tupo to score a double, mm. Tedesco any time. Sorry, $4.75. I think this is going to destroy them on the left side. How does that not win? Well, four dollar seventy five is what oh. attracted. So it is two po two Tedesco when he top. I changed it a few times. So there we go. The other one I had was Teddy, uh, Tupo, and Cri- no, t- Teddy Morrison Crichton at eight dollars fifty. Just just have what any- you're saying is they, if they play a lot of tries. If, if they play for the Roosters, just get him in there. That's the general that's consensus. it. We're done. And and from Mel- I'll even let you do the tagline right at the end, Joel. I'll mask on. Yeah, so it's the right <laughs> way around. Uh, gamble responsibly, folks. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. Have a great week.